Welcome to The Power of Me, creating meaningful success for female leaders who already have achieved success, but still suffer from self-doubt, comparison, competition, and are looking to transform their mindset. Here's your host, Tracy Crossley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode with The Power of Me, where we learn about leadership and how to create success in a meaningful manner for each person that is a leader. Because oftentimes we think it's just one blanket statement as to what success actually is. And for each of us, it's an individual thing. So today I have with me Michelle Penzak. Did I say your name right, by the way? You did. Half the time I don't even say it right. So all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let me get, let me tell you guys a little bit about Michelle. Uh, she was named Marine Corps Base. Okay. Cano, Canejo? Is that what Connie O'Hay. Connie O'Hay. Yeah. Connie O'Hay. Okay. Uh, Bay Military Spouse of the Year in 2019 and MCAS Miramar Military Spouse of the Year 2021. You're going to have to tell me more about this after I read your bio because okay. I didn't even know this was a, a thing. So this is very interesting. Okay. So Michelle is a virtual assistant by trade and military spouse by love. Her husband, Sean, is an MV2. MV-22 pilot in the Marine Corps. This is what happens when you take off a few weeks <laughs> and you can't read anymore. So anyways, um, through multiple relocations and deployments, Michelle built a vibrant, thriving, independent virtual assistant business that became the foundation for Squared Away. Squared Away is a team of 350 plus remote executive assistants that is composed almost entirely of military spouses. That's very interesting. Her own experience as a military spouse gives her unique insight into the multitude of challenges facing other military spouses who want to have a career of their own. Currently based out of San Diego, California, this is Michelle's fourth duty station in her nine years of marriage. In her spare time, she's also living life dangerously as a boy mom to Sawyer and to Jameson. All right. You are busy. That is that is a mouthful for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so funny. You know what? I when I go on podcasts and I listen to my bio, I'm like, oh my god, that's so long. Why didn't I make it shorter? But truthfully, there's a lot to learn about a person. You know, we're not just a one sentence or two sentence kind of thing. I know, and I hear that about me, and I'm like, man, I I need a nap more often <laughs> than I get to take. Right? It's like, how do I get all that done? I don't know. It's pretty amazing. Um, okay, so what I would love to know, because this is one of the things I always ask when I have female leaders come on, is when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, my goodness. Uh, such a good question. When I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a doctor. And it is totally the opposite of what I do right now. But um I want to be a doctor because my cousin passed away from leukemia and I was oh. always kind of angry at the world that the doctors didn't fix them. So I was going to be the one to fix them essentially. So it's kind of wild how I've journeyed way away from that to this day. It's kind of funny how that works. I wanted to be a crossing guard and then I wanted to be a doctor and I didn't do either myself. And it's so funny because you rarely meet somebody who actually as you know, has their little kid dream come true. I, I would like to meet that person. If you're in the audience, by the way, yes, me too. 
<laughs> same. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, when it came to, as you were growing up, you know, what were you like? Were you the leader type? Were you the lone wolf? Were you the one that went along with everybody? Like, what was your, what was your personality? Oh my goodness. I'm glad my parents aren't on this podcast right now. Um, I was definitely the sassy kid that was like, oh, I can't do that. Well, I'm going to figure it out a way to be able to do it anyway. Um, so that's my experience. I hope my kids do not take after me in that in a lot of ways. But I was the kind of make my own path and, you know, do what I wanted essentially. Mm -hmm. um, I'm from the, my mom used to call me the mouth of the South when I was little. So I was like, all right, fair enough. Um, I see that now looking back 20 years, I'm like, oh, my poor parents. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think I definitely uh, toned it down a bit as an adult. So but you gotta yeah. sow your wild oats, right? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> I think so. I think so. I mean, I was of the same ilk, so I'm right there with you. It was uh, nothing could stand in my way, and I, you know, and and it sounds like for you, that's just a natural thing because I think for some of us, it is. It's like, well, I want that, or I'm going to do that, and then you just take the action and you do it. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm definitely like that to this day. So. It's a good quality to have. Well, I think it's a good quality to have, especially when you have a business, you know? If oh, you, for sure. Because <laughs> For not, sure. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're not really willing to do that, I think it makes it really difficult to have a business that's going to go, you know, grow and flourish. Exactly. Brick walls are, in my opinion, made to be broken down. It's like, that's to stop the people who don't want it enough, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I just try and plow through as many as I possibly can. That's great. So obviously something led you to this career path. So before, you know, backing up, what were some of the things that you've done in the past prior to what you're doing now that kind of set the pace for where you are? Oh my goodness. Um, I feel like I've had a lot of challenges in my professional life. Um, I graduated from college in 2008 when literally no one was hiring for any position. It was a crazy economic period. And I went to college with the idea of you go to college, you get a job. Like that's what happens. And I didn't have that experience. Like nobody wanted to hire me. Even then I had a political science and history degree. I mean, you're not gonna do a whole time with that um, unless you're advancing your degree. Um, but I took that time and I applied to go into the Navy as an officer. And so I followed all the rules in order to do that. I crossed all the T's, dotted all my I's, and I went to Navy OCS. And that's kind of where I think fate really kicked in a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I became injured and I couldn't continue. So it was kind of like, cool, everything you've been working for for the last two years, you can't do now because your body won't let you. And it honestly just sucked really bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, from there, I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I found a position uh, as a nanny slash personal assistant. Thus, the personal assistant came into play. And I really enjoyed it. 
and that's kind of how I started progressing. Were you in that still arena. in the military at that point, or were you discharged? I was discharged during training. Um, mm -hmm. It was it it was definitely a hit to my ego. To this day, it's one thing that I'm like, man, if I could change anything, I would probably go back and you know have the surgery, which I don't want to have a surgery that was going to make me start at day one again. I had already like, I was at week eight, mm -hmm. and they were like you can ha either have the surgery and start completely over. And I was like, are you kidding? I had to fight to get here. I don't want to start over. That's, that's terrible. Um, so it's something I definitely wish I could change, but mm -hmm. then I wouldn't be here. That is true. I mean, all roads do lead us to where we are now, even with having, you know, the potholes or, the traumas and the dramas and everything else. It's like, hey, but this is what I'm doing now. And, you know, in looking back at that, so you had, I wanted to uh, uh, back up a little bit before I get into this, but when you were talking about going into the service, I, you know, I am assuming other people may be like me out there. Um, when you want to go in as an officer, what is the difference? Because I always think of people enlisting and then you have to mm -hmm. earn it to be an officer or you go to ROTC, like what, what is it that allowed there, you? There are different, a few different avenues. Um, what allowed me to go in as an officer was I had um, a college degree. So that's kind of the separation, the major separation. But there's a few different avenues. I know my husband, he did ROTC at Virginia Tech. So that's kind of how he earned his commission in the Marine Corps. So it's a little bit different path for everybody. That's interesting. Okay. See, everybody, you're getting educated just like I am. <laughs> yeah, and, and of course, you know, in becoming the military spouse of the year, what what are the requirements for that? Uh, there weren't really any requirements um, <laughs> that I set out to meet. Um, those were, I was nominated by someone and then military spouses voted on who essentially won those titles. So you don't have to do anything. It's just sort of. I think it's more, you know, who do you feel is like representing our community and doing good things for our community? Um, it was a huge honor to have that, especially, you know, in Hawaii and here in San Diego at Miramar. I mean, I was it was incredible just to be recognized and to win what twice I was like okay, so we're, we're on the right track. Let's squirt away here. That's really cool. That is. And so, you know, that is your personal life. And of course, you got married to your husband, who mm -hmm. I'm assuming you met when you were in the service too. I actually, um, when I was working as a personal assistant in DC, I met him um, through a friend at a wedding uh, about 10 years ago now. So wow, life is crazy. Life <laughs> the way is that crazy. works. Yeah. So going back to when you were the personal assistant, so you were in Washington, D.C. when yep. you be Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so then how did you like being the personal assistant and the nanny? Was that something that you liked or what was the deal? It was a little bit of both. Um, it was kind of um, an intermingled position. Uh, I started with one family and then I moved on to just becoming a personal assistant um, for on the professional side. Um for someone else. So I had a good footing in what it was. So it was like I transitioned from nanny as to more of a personal assistant role. 
and personal assistant being what? Anything you can possibly imagine. <laughs> um, I've done everything. I did everything um, in that role from playing massive fundraising parties to literally hunting down a package and chasing it all over the DMV area. <laughs> so wow, you name it. Um, it was, I was kind of the catch all for everything that was needed, which I mean, at the time I was single and didn't have kids and it was a lot of fun to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you did that. And then how did this, what was the leap? Where, where did this go from, I'm an executive assistant who, or a personal assistant who's enjoying doing what I'm doing to having, you know, a firm of 350 plus executive assistants. That's where meeting my husband comes into play. Um, we met um, very quickly and six months later we got married. We've been married for 10 years, so I can't say that it's been terrible, um, <laughs> but um, we got married um, six months after meeting. Um, then he was in flight school. He got his wings. And then we, I moved with him to Texas and then to North Carolina in a six, that six month period. So it was really quick. Um, and every, we were not having a baby. Just want to put that out there. It was <laughs> not one of those types of situations, but we moved to North Carolina and that's kind of where my squared away journey really started. And I'm from North Carolina. So I thought it was going to be really easy to find a job in my home state an hour from where I grew up. That was not the case. So what happened? We moved to Jacksonville. He was stationed at New River, which is the air side of Camp Lejeune. And I literally started applying for every job that I thought I was qualified for. Nobody wanted to hire me. And I was like, I have really good <laughs> references. I have this great experience. How can I not answer phones at a law firm? And they were like, oh, well, you're just a military spouse. You're only going to be here for a couple of years. Um... Like, okay but my experience is this. So it was really frustrating. I kept kind of getting that answer the entire time. And finally, I just got really frustrated and ticked off, to be honest. And I was like, this isn't fair. Like I could literally contribute so much to your business. I don't understand why like this one piece of my life is huge. And kind of the last interview I went on, they, I knew they weren't going to hire me because I was a military spouse. And he was like, well, what does your husband do? And I was like, well, I would tell you, but I'd have to kill you. <laughs> and he was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> 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 so I know I'm going to get that one. Um, but, it, but that's kind of the mentality. Like they're very curious that they, about like that side of the house, but they weren't curious about me and what I could contribute as a professional. So that Is was that very discouraging. Normal? I was going to say, is that normal, like around bases that they figure military spouses aren't going to, I mean, is this like an employment problem? I haven't heard about this. So I'm I, Oh, it's definitely been the experience of myself and my team as a collective that, you know, if you want someone in the food service industry or service industry or something like that, absolutely, we'll hire you. But if you look at the resume of most of my team, you see all of that, but there's no real major career path there's no you know 
you don't see them taking these big leaps and bounds into other arenas that can contribute to them professionally long-term. It's all those easy to fill positions that are always needed in an area. And that's not what we want (laughs) by any means. I can see that because if you have any ambition whatsoever, you're not going to be satisfied that way. And you're going to want to grow and you're going to want to, you know, grow successfully, but also grow yourself. And it just sounds like there really wasn't that opportunity. So you took the bull by the horns. What, what did you do? I started looking online this way. I like to tell people I was remote before remote was cool. Um, So in, in 2013, I started working for a virtual assistant company and I loved it. It was great. I loved working with my clients. I was able to kind of make my own schedule around my husband's deployments, excuse me. And it was phenomenal. I had friends asking me like, how are you able to do this? Like, and you're able to move up into a management position. Like it's kind of unheard of as a military spouse. And it was amazing. And I loved what I was doing. I was with them for about two years. Nice. And then what made you decide to go out on your own? Because I'm guessing that's what happened. <laughs> that was very much not my choice. Um, oh. I uh, I tell everyone, you know, this is where my story starts to sound like a really bad country song. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband deployed in July. We were three months pregnant with our first little boy. And two weeks after he left, Zertul completely imploded as a company. And we were all without a job overnight. I was a manager. I had a team. People were coming to me and saying, what do I do? And I was like, I don't know, honestly, what to tell you to do right now. Like, I have no guidance from the company. So at that point in time, you know, we were given the red light or green light to, you know, move forward outside and away from virtual. So that's when I was like, well, I love my clients. I love what I do. I don't want to do anything else. So I brought my clients with me and that's kind of how I got started on my own. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It was nuts. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that, you know, looking back, it was really, really hard. I had always had, I guess, the protection of being under a company and it was kind of nice to have that. And then I, I had to figure it out myself, like literally overnight, because I could have walked away and said, you know what, I'm getting ready to have a baby. My husband's deployed. I don't need this kind of stress in my life. But that's absolutely what I chose not to do. And you chose not to do it because why? What was your driving point with that? I've been very independent my entire life. That's probably something my parents would attest to. But I... I never wanted somebody to take away from me something I enjoyed, especially for something that I fought so hard for. Like I fought really, really hard to have that position and to have a career that I was fulfilled in. Cause I didn't always just want to be, I didn't want to just be wife, mom. Yeah. I needed an identity on my own. And I kind of felt that was being ripped away from me and there's the brick wall that I'm going to knock down and say, you know what? I understand this is probably not the best timing by any means, but I got to get like, this has to happen right now. That's amazing. And so um, you had your clients and all of these people that used to report to you. I don't know. How did you accumulate 350 people and, you know, move (laughs) yourself in this position? Because that is also a stretch. It was, Oh my goodness. It was such an adventure. Um, 
I took my clients with me um, throughout our move from North Carolina to Hawaii post baby. So bringing, you know, this business that I had just started, you know, less than a year later to a state that's six time zones away from (laughs) where I originally started, you know, that was another, it was another brick wall. Like, but this time it's time zones. Mm -hmm. Time zones are easy. You just need more coffee and get up a little bit early. And it worked. And I probably told my husband the entire time I was for, or for at least six months, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if there's enough caffeine on the planet to, (laughs) and I, here I am chasing a one-year-old. Um, but it, it worked out amazing. I got up at 3 a.m. I worked with my clients till 11 local time. And then I had all afternoon at the beach with my baby. So it wasn't too horrible. Um, but then um, my co-founder, Shane, he wanted me to scale. And I was like, I don't know what scale means. Like, it's <laughs> just me and my clients. And I have a baby in Hawaii. What are you asking me to do? And he was like, oh, you need to start a company was like, well, I kind of already have one. So, I mean, it's not that big of a stretch. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do it, then I'm going to focus on hiring military spouses because nobody ever gave, handed me that chance and said, hey, you're a military spouse. Let me help you achieve your professional goals. So we kicked off in 2017 uh, on Veterans Day, ironically enough. And we just kind of grew slowly and steadily over the past five years. Wow. And so the question is, when it came to bringing people on, you know, more assistance, did you have to already have the jobs lined up or did you have the women coming in and wanting to be virtual assistants? The way we originally started and the way our model still kind of works now is we bring on not a huge group of people every week, but we bring on a few assistants every week and we train them. Like we give them tasks. We delegate tasks to them to kind of see how they're going to respond to clients, you know, response time, the whole nine. And we consistently have clients coming on board. So then we match the best person to the best client. So we play professional matchmaker essentially. Well, that seems like a lot of fun in a sense. Or it not, is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is because everybody on our team has a story that is very similar. And it's really, I guess my favorite thing is hearing people say, this is amazing. I can't believe I was able to find this company or to be able to work with you guys for, you know, we have assistants who are coming up on their third anniversary. And that's kind of unheard of especially as they're growing in their role and they're becoming management and they're fulfilled, which makes me fulfilled. So I feel like they're filling my cup every day in that regard. And it's just nice to be able to give people the same opportunity. I love that. I think that's so awesome. I do. I think that, you know, it's sort of like it takes a village in a sense, right? Oh, it absolutely does. Every single person, every member of our management team, like, we could not do squared away without them. They all bring something unique and amazing to the table. Now, do you work full-time? Do you, Does your team work full-time or is this all part-time or is it all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Our team is, uh, they work nine to five in their client's time zone. Some are full-time, some are part-time. It just depends on how many clients they're working with. Our management team is full-time, yes. 
Wow. That's pretty amazing. It's, I have to pinch myself every single day because I feel like we're very blessed to be able to work in the roles that we are. And we work with some amazing clients who really, truly appreciate our mission. So in doing that, in actually, you know, taking your business and growing it, what would you say some of the biggest challenges have been for you and what did you do to overcome them? I think some of our biggest challenges have been, number one, letting people know about us because for the last five years, we've been lucky enough to be word of mouth, um, mostly referrals. Um, So letting people know we exist, the military spouse community, a lot of them don't even know that we exist. So just letting people know, hey, you do have options for support and you're able to support an amazing mission uh, with this company. and then we also have the challenge of we have military spouses moving, you know, majorly twice a year. The summer and the fall are biggest um, moving times for the military. So they're going to different places and sometimes it's overseas and there are different countries that, you know, we aren't able to provide s- secure support <laughs> to clients in. Yeah. Like, so that's a challenge. But I would say on the grand scale of things like those are small, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, we've, we've definitely tackled some doozies for sure because everybody's an employee. Nobody's a contractor. So Mm -hmm. we do provide benefits to our team as well. Wow. That's pretty impressive. And is there any, you know, since there's all sorts of people who are listening, are there any kinds of businesses in particular that you deal with? Is it all different industries? Like how does that work? We literally work with people in every industry that you could possibly imagine because it's not just professional support. It's also personal support. So if you need someone to tackle your inbox, you know, that's across the board. Everybody needs that. I still need that to this day. Um, if it's, you know, just order groceries or book a doctor's appointment or help me organize my chaotic life, which is something we hear a lot. Um, it's a, honestly just a little bit of everything. The only thing we don't do is prepare taxes. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I was going to say, that's a lot. Wow. That, it, we... Our, we have a delegation guide that we share with clients that has a multitude of ideas of things. It, it literally has everything from planning, helping us plan a wedding to fundraising for venture capital. So everything in between that you can possibly imagine. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Um, and so how do people find you if they're looking to hire a virtual assistant? So they can definitely go to our website and fill out our contact form. It's gosquaredaway.com. Or you can email me directly and I can put you in contact. And my email is michelle at gosquaredaway.com. I love that, Michelle. And you have been so wonderful. So is there any parting words that you would like to leave other leaders with, you know, in terms of your mindset, in terms of anything that you feel would be relevant to them? I think the best piece of advice I ever got as a leader was never be afraid to say, I don't know. I probably say that phrase three or four times a day at a minimum. (laughs) Um, But it's, it shows that you have integrity as a leader by saying, Hey, I have no idea, but I'll find out and I'll get back to you. So that type of trust is built early in the relationship. So just don't be afraid to say it. 
I love that. And I totally am all for that. I believe in honesty is the best policy for everybody. Absolutely. So anyways, Michelle, this has been wonderful. I am totally appreciative of your time and bringing on what you've had to share. I believe that the community will love it. So thank you. Thank you, Tracy, for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, you guys take care and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Power of Me. For more information or to learn about Tracy's programs, please email business at tracycrossley.com. That's business at tracycrossley.com. Music